0: podcast friends my name is david lee and you are listening to the inspire design create podcast giving freelance filmmakers a voice sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together let's go mike mike check mic check what is going on friends we are back already hopefully already with a brand new podcast episode. Uh, let's get straight into it because, well, why not, right? Uh, today we are talking about DaVinci Resolve uh, and their HDR wheels, right? Um, what does this still sound really bad? Hold on. Anyways, so um, HDR, right? Uh, many of you may not be even working in the realm of HDR, um, including myself, I haven't done an HDR, uh, like a pure HDR shoot yet. But you never know, things will uh, eventually change and and um, things upgrade as we continue on our, our career, right? Uh, but in Resolve, uh, I think in 17 is when they released the like HDR wheels. So if you're in the color tab, typically you have your log wheels, your uh, primary color wheels, uh, and then what was the other one, your RGB mixer, right? A traditional in Resolve uh, in 17, I believe they released the HDR wheels. And originally, I thought it was only for HDR content, right? Um, content that you captured, uh, that you acquired in HDR. But I did more research uh, recently in for my film in Drowning Heart uh, as, uh, I don't know, there, there was just certain parts where I was like, wow, like, uh, I'm pretty sure I I clipped the highlights uh, for uh, for the fight scene that we had. That's because uh, the 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 angle we were at the focal length we were at was pretty wide you know for uh, for certain parts of the fight scene and we were backlit long story short um, I thought I had clipped it uh, based on false color and based upon what I knew the uh, how how much I know the Komodo sensor now when I brought it into Resolve and we were just I was just you know messing around with things I was doing some research on the HDR wheels and you can actually use the HDR wheels with SDR uh, content right standard standard dynamic range content and the beautiful thing about it is there's essentially like um, five different sections of the HDR, right? So you have one that's called highlight, one that's called light, one that's called shadow, one that's called dark, and one that's called black, right? And what it does is it automatically analyzes the footage. Um, it does it like kind of just instantly, right? It, it doesn't need to like analyze it, you don't have to click on a button you don't need to, you know, control or select all your clips and and hit some button to analyze all the footage. It just kind of knows what it what is a highlight, what is what is considered light. Light I want to say is like if you were to go with like the IRE scale, right? A highlight would essentially be anything over you know, again this is just rough estimates, right? Anything over like 90 IRE is what it'll designate as like a highlight. All right, anything light is typically your like quote unquote middle gray, depending on how you expose for middle gray, whether that's like sixty eight IRE or seventy five IRE. Right, essentially it's like your your mid tones quote, right mid tones open quote. Wait, what is it open quote mid tones, close quote right, and then you have a uh, shadow, dark, and then black. Right, black is is um I haven't uh, really understood what what but what it denotes as black because nothing registers as black for me in any of the footage that I, um, I've put into resolve um, but shadow and dark do right dark is like your 5 IRE 10 IRE it's it's pretty much down there right at the bottom of the IRE spectrum your shadow is like you know anything above 10 10 IRE into like low mid 20 IRE right and so uh, it, it's cool when you when you when you are in the HDR wheels there's like a there's like a little button that if you if you hold it down it'll automatically highlight uh, it'll like gray out certain sections and it'll highlight areas that it denotes as a highlight a light um a shadow or dark area right and then you can actually remap what you want Resolve to analyze as your highlight area your light area slash midtone uh your dark area and your shadow area right so that way you can you can manipulate where along the spectrum your dynamic range is being mapped and you know how, how is this important for us right so uh, one of it one of two things right one is when it comes to highlight recovery it's uh similar not exactly the same as when you're shooting with like the black magic cameras right they have that highlight recovery option uh, when you're shooting in black magic raw for this one i've been able to pull back like almost half a stop to close to a full stop in the highlight section right which is Pretty fucking awesome right when i am recording in um in red code raw so there is a lot of data there to be able to pull from if you're shooting with like a lower codec like even like a, a 10-bit h.264 um if it's you know 420 or whatever it is you know that uh, every camera is different every sensor is different right again dynamic range is different too but in my instance where i thought i had to clip these highlights i was able to to bring them back right where i was able to see practically like the entire outside, which uh, again, sometimes you don't wanna see the outside, so you blow out your highlights because there's there's nothing you really can see back there. Well, there's a difference between blowing out a highlight and then rolling off the highlight into uh, like like a nice fall off, right? Um, and comparing that to just blowing out the highlights where it's just nuclear white, right? Um, but yeah, there there's that, um, there's that pro where you can bring back highlight information. And two, you have a more systematized approach to your color grading, Uh, techniques in your system, right? Because before, and and even still, I I still do this, right? Where under your color correction node, you're still uh, bringing down your white point where you want it. You're bringing down your black point where you want it. You're maybe putting, uh, you're adding like an S curve or you're using the the contrast option in, in, in the color wheels, whatever it is, right? But now you can systematize your color grading. Again, your methodology, your system, your technique. So that way when, um, you know, say you have a scene, right? And you have whatever it is. Let's just say there's 20 shots in the scene for whatever. It's a fight scene, action scene, car scene, whatever it is. Bike scene, bicycle scene, people walking, people running, okay? And you want to be able to have a consistent look between these 20 shots. You can start with like your hero shot or you can start with your wide shot, right? As like your master shot. You can see, okay, Resolve is showing me this is my highlights. Uh, these are my my light area. These are my shadow area. This is my dark area. So that way, when you begin to match all of your shots, you can you can then go back to your first shot, right? You can you can do um uh you can take a still, right? And you can uh, do like the side by side comparison and in shot to shot and say, okay, cool, this shot not only does it match my eye, I look at the waveforms. The waveforms are, are similar depending on, on the shot, right? But you can now show that okay, in this in these last like five shots, my light areas should be over here. And in this shot, oh, I mean, I underexposed a little bit or uh, I overexposed a little bit, right? Because now my light area is going into my highlights. So it gives you a more concrete, a more uh, structured approach to color grading, right? Not as like a savior of like, oh man, awesome. I could bring my highlights back. I don't need to expose properly in camera. No, like continuing to do your job as a cinematographer to you know, know your ratios, uh, execute based upon your ratios and then um, everything that you get in camera when you're bringing it into Resolve, if you're doing the post production, or if you're just creating dailies or, or frame grabs for uh, for your director uh, or for um, uh, to use with like for, for DIT and future references, right? You you have the ability to show, okay, cool, like this is what we got on the day. This is what I'm thinking of uh, how it can look like in the in the final product, or at least close to the final product, right? In a more again like structured a methodical approach Uh, whereas before it was sort of just like you can still do it right there's you can still use the science behind it using your waveforms using your vector scopes using your rgb parade right you can you can see and you can match things based upon that Uh, but now you have like almost a foolproof version of it right and it goes this goes along to an episode that i did before where i talked about your ratios right um and when when you can understand your ratios that's when you can create a more consistent look because now you're not just using false color on the day again i use false color all the time right so no knock against false color um but sometimes it can be um you know it you're you're at hour eight hour nine hour ten and sometimes you're just like i you know i don't i don't have you're looking at your false color you're like oh fuck i don't remember the last two scenes we did I I, this looks sort of like the same mid-tone area that I was getting before you know whatever let's just keep going right now when you when you use a light meter when you're getting down your ratios you can consistently know that hey these last two scenes I don't need to guess I know that my uh, my background I was at like like a, a t8 and then my foreground I'm about you know like like a five six okay or like a five six eight split And again, that's that helps you to keep things consistent with the HDR wheels. It's the same thing. It helps you to keep a consistent look across multiple scenes, multiple shots. Right. Um, Again, say you're on a shoot that's like a couple days long. Uh, I I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not going to remember any of that shit. Right. That's why I have to like write things down or take photos so I can remember things. But again, now through these HDR wheels, we can create um, a system for ourselves, for our editors, for our post house. To say, hey, this is uh, this is a more a more concrete approach to uh, you know someone saying, oh, you know the the last shot looked a little bit brighter, right? And it's like, no, actually not, because if I show you these last couple of clips, and if I take you know a frame grab um, and then show you the HDR wheels, you can see that these last you know these last scenes do match up to your eye. Maybe it looks a little bit brighter, but you know science, right? Through these through these through the HDR wheels, uh, they all match up. Right now, you have to take that with a grain of salt. Sometimes you just have to kind of go with the flow of things. You have to um, be open minded right to certain things where a director or producer might just want a certain shot, you know, darker or brighter. Right. Let's be honest. Right. Most of the time they want a fucking brighter. Right. And so at least you can say to yourself, cool, like, you know, whatever you whatever you like, whatever floats your boat, whatever your taste is, we'll make that happen. You just have the awareness and the information to know that, you know, you are correct in that in the regards that this is a consistent look of that is uh, of that is the goal right Uh, now. uh, Resolve, I believe the HDR wheels are in the free version and in the studio version, Uh, I had the studio version. So uh, again, you can try it out in just the uh, the free version of Resolve. I don't know if it's like limited in any way, Um, hopefully not. uh, But I do believe it is in the free version of Resolve. Uh, And I believe it is, uh, I believe they implemented it in like some, some iteration of version 17 right now they are on uh, version 18, 18 something I don't know there's a new one, it seems like resolve has a new version out like every month, Uh, I try not to update it every month just because you know stuff breaks or stuff changes and you didn't want it to change all kind of stuff so anyways go check that out, Uh, resolve is my primary um, NLE, I use it for editing, I use it for some mixing. Color grading, obviously, um, and you know these days I I don't really touch post production. I, I made that sort of a choice on my own. Um, have I lost out on, on income because of that? Yes, but at the same time, uh, my quality of life has risen. Right, so it's a give and take. Right, it's like you know, do I want to make an extra couple thousand dollars a year? Awesome, but I'd rather do that being on set or in other ways. Right, not to say like other ways is like some weird shit, but I don't know. Hopefully not. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, I would I would rather be on set or you know uh, allocate my time and resources and income, not in post production because um, I I really dislike post production I really do it's it's I did it for years when I was starting out um, you know super freelance like uh, no following no no network no relationships nothing right so out of necessity I had to do post production I had to learn how to edit how to implement. Uh, titles and lower thirds and some basic uh, After Effects. I, I could do some basic After Effects stuff like rotoscoping things and you know titling animation, things like that. Um, but I to be honest, being fully transparent, I fucking hate post-production. It is it is not my jam, right? Color grading on the other hand, I do enjoy that, right? Um, when I was uh, grading my film, probably one of the most fun times I had was getting everything to match, right? It, it's challenging, it's difficult. Uh, but it's rewarding at the end. You can you can see the growth of yourself as a cinematographer. You can see what mistakes you're still making, any new mistakes you made, uh, and then also the the positives, right? What what growth notes do you have? Um, what positives were there, and what kind of progression are you making from from year to year, right? So that's why I, as a cinematographer, value
1: um,
0: the ability to learn. Uh, learn to manipulate color grading uh, than I do editing these days Uh, because again editing doesn't bring me in any income so I don't don't really care about it Uh, but also it doesn't really help me um, as a as a cinematographer it's helped me as a filmmaker for sure Um, but solely as a cinematographer like you know the HDR wheels are great you know there's something that it's something that I I wish we had before to create a more uh, systematized approach to our our growth as um, as we learn and grow into our cinematography career. All right, cool. That is it for me. Hopefully this was pretty short. What is this? Like 14 minutes? Ah, they're getting longer, huh? All right. Anyways, that is it for me. If you like this episode, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I would appreciate it. Please follow the podcast. Share it with everybody. Share it with your dog, your cat, your your gecko, your fucking rabbit. I don't know. Share with everyone, man. Uh, and I will catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Ciao.